and welcome to the Please See Attach podcast. This is a podcast that's going to talk about digital marketing and all things digital, really. My name's Steve Gould, and I'll be hosting this podcast along with my colleagues, Daphna, Ben, Yehoshua, Jensen, Lee, and Matt Plouffe. This podcast really is for anyone who wants to learn more about digital marketing, from marketing students to entrepreneurs, small business people, anybody looking to promote their brand, service, products, etc. So, you know, this is our first shot at it. We hope you guys like it. Uh, we're going to try and keep it informative, light, and of course, funny. So you might be wondering who we are, and this is just what this episode, our very first episode is about, who we are, how we got into digital marketing in the first place, and we're all going to tell our stories. But before we dive in, let's take a trip down memory lane. Remember when? Remember the days before smartphones? What was that like? You know, we we call them dumb phones, but we, we've all had smartphones. We all had the dumb phones. Jensen, what dumb phone did you start off with? Um... I think my first phone was in 99. It was uh, the Nokia 5190. It was pay-as-you-go from, um, sorry, Fido. Do you remember playing Snake on it? And yeah, it was just, it was a dumb phone. (laughs) Uh, I remember also like texting and texting, what is it called now? It's not not a QWERTY keyboard. It's uh, uh, the numbers when you had to type in the the different numbers. The T9. Uh, Yeah, the T9. That's it. I didn't even know they had a name for that. Yeah, T9 time. It's like the old, uh, rot- or not rotary phones, I guess the home phones when they had all the letters associated with each the number. button phones, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We we still use that, though. It's funny, you know, I'm not going to say his name, but my, my kid, his, the the four digits of his cell phone number, like the, the last four digits spell his name. So he'll always have that. I had that too back in the day. But you can even see, still see all the letters associated with each number, even on an iPhone. Totally. So they yeah. still have it on the on the keypad yeah because if you got to dial somebody's name for an extension that's how you have to do it still mm-hmm. yeah exactly like when you call in for vo- for for somebody's office phone or whatever but uh yeah i had one of those nokias but i don't think i ever texted on those things because it costs money to text it wasn't like unlimited texts at the beginning each text cost you matt what did what did you use to use so i remember the first time i had uh or got to use my mom's cell phone i remember it was like a friday night i was i don't know grade 10 maybe probably grade 10 and i had yet to get my own phone my mom let me borrow her nokia brick phone with snake the same one that jensen was talking about and i remember like hanging out at this plaza near my high school and like being able to call and text people directly trying to like figure out what was going on on a friday night and i felt so cool but at the same time the phone was like it took up an entire pocket uh in a, in a much different way than they do now but uh at the same time it was it was so relevant to have at that time my first phone myself was like a samsung flip phone i wasn't able to get my own phone until i could buy it myself so i had to get a job just so i could get a cell phone and that's exactly why i did it's a good it's a good motivator to make sure you're keeping up with the joneses my first cell phone was a motorola flip phone it had that little plastic piece that flipped down which was like the talking piece but there really wasn't anything to talk into it just kind of folded up to protect the keyboard and it came with a choice of two batteries if you wanted to go slim so it wasn't the big bulge in your pocket and you could go slim but it didn't give you as long battery life or you had the super powered one and yeah i think it was 
I was with Bell at the time because I had a friend who worked for Bell and the phone itself was like 400 bucks, which, you know, we thought was ridiculous at the time. But now you look at an iPhone or a new Samsung or over a thousand bucks. Daphna, what about you? So, yeah, I think my first phone was similar to yours, Steve. I remember, I think my parents gave it to me in 2000, probably. So it was one of those huge black heavy flip phones uh, with a retractable antenna. Um, yeah, and I just remember like the, the fun of, you know, being able to use it to call my friends when I was out of the house. Yeah, so it was weird. I think I did use it sometimes for texting or maybe it was one of the later phones. And I actually only got my first smartphone in 2012. So a couple of years after everyone wow. else. You were, you were the holdout. Yeah. My wife was like that. Yeah. She was a holdout for the longest time. <laughs> she had one of these phones that it slid up. I think it was a Nokia and, and part of like it, it, it was a keyboard that was hidden underneath the phone part. So you would slide it up and there was a full keyboard under there. And all she did was text. It was like the horizontal keyboard, right? Correct. Yeah. It was like it was it all the computer. way across. Yeah, totally. The full thing, like a full QWERTY keyboard on there. Yeah. I but, remember those. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, guys, that's a, a good remember when today on our show, you know, we are, are going to introduce ourselves. We're going to tell you guys our stories, how we got into digital marketing. You know, we are onboard digital. We're a digital marketing agency based in Toronto. We can help our clients with anything from SEO to Google search ads, social media, web design. We do it all. We're a small boutique agency, tight knit group of people, especially since lockdown. I think we've even become closer working apart over the last nine months than uh, if we had necessarily been together in, in the same office. You know, I know I'm interested and I think you guys out there listening would like to know how we all came in into this uh, world, this crazy world of digital marketing. So we're all going to go through the story. So Matt, why don't you start us off? How did you get into digital marketing? Yeah. You know, digital marketing world has evolved incredibly fast and incredibly quick. And I think for me, it was it was sort of a, a redirection in my career at one point, because through school, I first started going to um, University for Business Administrations and got into banking, worked at uh, one of the major banks in Canada for a few years as a teller and then as an advisor, all in branch. And I really wanted to get into that. I really wanted to do the financial side of things um, and help people and, you know, uh, have clients and sort of work with their goals and their uh, dreams to sort of get what they want through what they what they have. But it got to the point where the repetitiveness and the day after day nature of being in the same place and sort of doing the same things over and over again, the rinse and repeat of, you know, mutual funds and mortgages and loans and credit cards just got really boring for me. And there was also sort of the uh, sales aspect within banking that I felt was a little morally off. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it sort of drove me to go back to school. And I ended up going back to school for marketing. And when I was in school, the digital marketing program was actually only a one semester course. Uh, so once a week, you know, two, three hours a week, we'd go over digital marketing and it wasn't very thorough. You know, we talked about social media, which was kind of young as far as advertising goes uh, then and email marketing. That was sort of the biggest, biggest components that we went over in that course. When I got out of school, um, I got a job working at a small internet marketing agency in Toronto and that's when I sort of started to understand how 
fast this was going to evolve and how important it was going to become for all businesses of all sizes. Um, having a, a digital footprint for your business or for your service is incredibly important, especially, you know, as we discussed, all of us having smartphones in our pocket, our sort of our first resource is using that tool to find out what we want. So being able to be present in that realm is incredibly important for businesses. And one thing I've always loved about it is how fast and how much it evolves and changes. The, the person who is the most experienced with digital marketing is the one who is most current with what's happening and what's changing. To be an expert, you just need to stay current. So I think the opportunity really becomes available for anybody who wants to do it, no matter what education you have or what background you have. There are so many online tools and online resources that allow you to get the education required to do it yourself. And I think we're seeing it more and more, especially with pandemic. It's, even, it's something you can do from home. It's something you can do yourself if you really wanted to and had the, the chutzpah to get out there and sort of get people paying you. But at the same time, being able to work with a team like this, we can offer so many different things with so many different skill sets and be able to make it work for our clients, which is mm-hmm. still my goal. You know, yeah. That's great. And, you know, we're going to work on your chutzpah but uh thanks thanks for the story man yeah. <laughs> i actually saw that word spelled out recently and i was like oh yeah. my god that's you gotta how put it's that spelled. ch in there you know kind of <laughs> like your challah on yeah, friday exactly. night <laughs> uh thanks thanks for sharing that matt that's uh, a, a great journey and we're so happy that that you ended up here with us um daphna you give us uh, your interesting international story. I, I always like hearing this one. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, so yeah, it's pretty strange because I never thought I'd be a marketer. I actually went to school for biology back in Israel. I got a bachelor's and a master's, and I was planning to get a PhD as well and stay in academia during research. Um, but somewhere along the way, um, that plan just lost its appeal for me. So then after my master's, I was working some odd jobs, uh, just figuring out what to do next. Um, And then one of the gigs I kind of stumbled into was content writing for websites. Um, And I saw that I was enjoying that and I found out I was good at it. Um, And then maybe also because of my background, um, you know, doing research online and then writing about all these random topics just came easily to me. Um, And yeah, so one of the freelance gigs I was doing was for a digital marketing company. So I would write content for the client's websites as well as content for them on various digital marketing topics for their own blog. Uh, So I did that on and off for a few years and I was working other jobs uh, full time during that time. But then one day the CEO of the digital marketing company Uh, which I was freelancing for, reached out to me and he asked me if I wanted to uh, come on board with them and have a full-time role as their content manager. Uh, So I said yes, and I became their content manager. So mostly um, managing all their different blogs about digital marketing, um, writing some content for their clients as well. And then just for by working at that job, I think I just became uh, familiar with marketing concepts, you know, and various um, topics like SEO and social media marketing and all of that. And I just learned so much more about digital marketing. So that this was still when I was living in Israel. So after working for that company for two and a half years, I came here to Toronto and then I decided to come here on a study permit. Um, So since I never actually studied marketing formally, I thought I'd get a business and marketing diploma. 
Um, so that's what I did. I, I got a business marketing diploma at George Brown. And then after that, I, I started looking for a job in the field. Um, but with the new skills and knowledge that I got, I thought maybe I'd, I'd try something else than uh, content writing, uh, content management. Um, so then I interviewed with you, and now I'm an account manager at Onboard and very happy in this role. But it's definitely not something I could have foreseen 10 years ago being a marketer. So yeah, it's been interesting for sure. Great, Daphna. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Always interesting to hear about it. And, you know, from where you were thinking with your master's degree, et cetera, and, and ending up here again, fantastic. Happy to have you as part of the team. And Jensen, what can you tell us about your strange trip? <laughs> yeah, um, my background's in graphic design. I guess I'm the creative lead on, on board's team. So I started as a graphic designer and landed my first job for one of Canada's leading film distributors. And while I was there, I saw that there wasn't any focus on social media or digital at that moment. So I think that was in 2008. And I kind of took it upon myself to run the social and Facebook for that company. And from there, I moved over into the digital marketing team, doing creative marketing and uh, digital marketing. Um, yeah, so I, I, I was able to work on some cool titles, uh, the Expendables, the Saw franchise, and kind of the pre-release of the Hunger Games. And then in uh, 2011, our company was purchased by a company called Lines Films, where I cross paths with Steve and kind of the rest is history from there. Thanks, Jensen. And it's uh, that's where Jensen and I kind of cross paths in the world of uh, movies. My story goes back a little bit longer than everybody else's because I am the uh, the oldest one in this group. But uh, with age comes experience, I guess, is what they say. And I try to so share that say. goodness. So they say, right? Thanks, Matt. Um, <laughs> Uh, I was in the movie business for almost 20 years working in distribution and ended up at Alliance Films. And uh, I kind of knew Jensen before that anyways, because he worked at, at a competitor. But, you know, even the competitors, it was a very friendly business. And uh, we all talked and shared notes. And it was it was really fun. It was a, a good industry. But, you know, when's the last time anybody's watched a movie on DVD? So that was my world of home entertainment, Blu-ray, DVD. I'll age myself and go back as far as selling VHS tapes before DVDs were even around or a thing. But uh, I ran into a gentleman by the name of Leslie Hartsman one day in the lobby at Alliance Films. And Leslie and I share a, a love of camp. And we both went to the same summer camp and knew of each other, but didn't really know each other that well in, until that time. And over the years since then, we became uh, pretty good friends. And Leslie did some work for us at Alliance and some great promotions. He was kind of on the forefront of social media and digital media. Leslie, just so you guys all know, is the founder of the agency and has been in this world for 15 odd years. And, you know, so fast forward to Alliance then got sold and Leslie called me up and said, Steve, I need your help. And that was three years ago, I'd say. 
And the rest is, as they say, history. I've been learning from these guys a ton, especially over the last nine months. We talk every day. And as Matt said, you know, the the, the more current you are, the more of uh, the expert you are in the current world of digital media, because things change so often. So, you know, at Onboard, we definitely make it a point to stay connected to everything and, and up to speed and current so that we can help our clients for sure. So yeah, all of us have some really different paths to that have taken us here to where we are today. And it's it's really exciting. I love this business. It's something new all the time. The clients are great to work with. And especially since the last nine months have seen us all really retreat a little bit, having a digital presence for your business is extremely important. So these are our stories. It's uh, almost time to say goodbye for our first episode. But before we do, we wanted to play a little game we call Would You Rather? The digital version or the digital yardstick version. Continuing with the smartphone theme, uh, we wanted to reach out to each other first and say, would you rather not have a smartphone for a year or not eat your favorite food for a year? Now, this group of people are very extreme foodies, everybody in their own way. So it's a tough question. Uh, let's start with Daphna. Which would you rather? Yeah, so it is a tough one for me. You know, I love my phone. I also love food. Uh, so I've been thinking about this, you know, and um, my favorite food is hummus, but Israeli hummus. So you can't really get that here. Um, it's never going to be as good. So I've actually been surviving without it for the past three years, um, you know, and I do have my smartphone still. So, well, I'd, you know, I'd love to, you know, uh, whenever COVID is over and I can go back and visit, uh, you know, go back and have some Israeli hummus in Israel. Yeah, but for now, um, I'd say I'd prefer, you know, to keep my phone because I've been doing it anyway. So I guess I'm kind of used to it by now. <laughs> can't, can't you make your own hummus? It's not the same. It's not the same no. as the, when the professionals make it. Yeah, there's got to be. There's such a, a good population here of people from all over the Middle East. There's got to be somewhere that makes it close. Mm. I think we have to a new mission, guys, to find Daphne some uh, good, uh, authentic Israeli hummus. Uh, I'm, I'm on it for you, Daphne. We're, we're going to figure it out. I'm totally down to, uh, to do some taste testing. The hummus hunt. Let's do it. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Jensen, what about you? Which would which would you oh, rather? Man, that's such a hard one because you guys know how much I love food, but I also love my smartphone. Um, I might have to give up my favorite food um, only because all food is my favorite food. So it doesn't mean I get to choose <laughs> something else. But no, uh, you get to your ultimate favorite yeah, food. Yeah, I would probably have to give up my favorite food for a year. Um, I use my smartphone for pretty much everything from like waking up to like tracking my steps to um, like cooking. So uh, I would probably have to give up my favorite food. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, you know, like you said, you like so many different foods. Giving up your favorite favorite probably isn't going to affect you that much as giving up your phone because, yeah, you use your phone a lot for sure. Um, Matt, what do you have to say? Hey, um, I would say bye-bye, Poutine. Um, it's uh, not going or going without my phone for that kind of time would be 
um, life changing. Realistically, I use my phone for everything. Um, just, you know, talking with, uh, my friends, talking with you guys through our group chats, um, responding to emails, checking recipes, playing games, you know, fantasy sports, all that kind of stuff is all just done through my phone. My phone is more powerful than my computer. And it, it's, it's not something that I could give up for, you know, even a couple days. And then, and then, you know, even outside of a work component, you know, I traveled four months through Southeast Asia and had my phone with me. And in doing so, it was my, it was my map. It was my connection to home. It was everything. So there's such a reliance on that accessible technology that I don't think I could give that up for any period of time other than maybe a weekend. And, um, as far as like, you know, never use it once, but at the same time, my favorite poutine shop was consumed by COVID, unfortunately, RIP poutinis. Um, so at the same time, it's a little bit easier to not eat poutine these days. And I'm sure my girlfriend would appreciate that too. She's not a fan of the poutine. I think she's just more of a fan of health. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What's wrong with some deep fried <laughs> potatoes with some cheese heavily gravy. salted gravy and cheese curds I, on it. Come on. I, I'm French Canadian. I, I don't know what's wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Très bien. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think for me too, I'd give up food. It, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, or my favorite food, not food in general. I don't uh, want to do that, but uh, you know, bye-bye sushi for a year and, and uh, hello smartphone. Cause like you guys, everybody's become so reliant on it. I try to limit my time on it, but find myself, you know, using it for many different things, whether it's to wind down at the end of the day with some music or some calm app stories, or even just checking out the football scores before I go to bed things like that. It's, it's so much easier. Uh, so yeah, definitely food for me. What about you, our audience? What would you rather do? We'd love to hear from you and about your choice and your reasons for it. And we will share our favorite answers on the next episode. You can reach out to us at the Please See Attached Facebook page, the Please See Attached Instagram account, or at PSA at getonboard.ca. So that wraps it up for our first episode. Thank you, guys. Uh, my colleagues and co-hosts, Daphna, Jensen, Matt, you guys are awesome. So we hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you liked the episode, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is that you listen. Thanks very much for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye.